Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by The Last. Delighted to be joined by me old mate John Ryder. How are you, John? I'm good, mate. It's good to see you. Um, obviously not face-to-face. We're doing an Adrian Broner-style press conference. Um, got that right a second time round, for those who don't it, know. Are yeah. you going to no, leave on me? Are you going to do a Broner on me? Just run no, when you hear a hard leave, question. Mate. I'm not going to leave. I've, uh, I've seen Coogan earlier. I've, I've clarified that I was going to talk to you today. So if I don't, then Coogan knows where to come and find me, as do you. You're not wrong. Um, right, we're going to jump straight in. Basically... Pretty simple question, if I'm honest. Just generally, what is happening with you? Obviously, out last time against Danny Jacobs and kind of everyone's just waiting. Like, what's happening? Uh, well, I've, um, I'm just back now. I went training and I went into matching offices and spoke to Eddie. So I'm um, hoping to have some news within the coming week or so. Um, I think a good fight potentially on the horizon and hoping that things work out and um, we can get a good fight maybe in the US or the States within the next couple of months. Yeah, in kind of a weird domino effect way, has Dimitri Bivol beating Canelo scuppered the hope of the big one? Because I come to the gym, I think it was just after lockdown and you was wearing a Canelo top and you were kind of pushing for that big fight, um, the biggest of fights really. And then Canelo signs, the well, you beat Danny Jacobs, Canelo signs a deal with Eddie and it's kind of the third fight was he might fight in Mexico for a homecoming or London. And if it was London, everyone was thinking it could potentially be you. Now because of the loss to Dimitri, we were thinking the third fight in the contract could probably be the rematch. Has that kind of scuppered hope at a big one for you when Dimitri won, in that domino effect sort of way? Yeah, I mean, um, we were saying this today, to, to, to today, he was saying that, I think it's a, a terrible time for the super middleweight division, really, at the moment. Um, obviously, all the, all the belts are tied up by Canelo, and he's obviously taking care of business with the, the third Glovkin rematch, where he's defending those titles. But then, I'm sure come December he's going to look to try and right that wrong with Dimitri Bivol. And um, like I say, it's just holding things up. So there's going to be no third fight in the UK or Mexico this year. It'll probably be 
May time next year. And um, you know what, May is like a, they're like the Cinco de Mayo weekend, so we're better to do it then in Mexico. So I'm sure they'll look to do that then. And um, his trip to the UK won't be so at the top of the lift. So um, I think it's just we're all in a all stuck in the mud a bit at the moment. We're all, all waiting to see what Canelo's going to do next and whether he'll, he'll take the rematch with Dimitri Bivol and whether he'll start taking care of the super middleweight division again. But um, I think it's hard. I mean, the likes of Benavidez and, and all that, they're, um, he's obviously beat um, Lemu in the in the final eliminator for the WBC and he's, he's obviously waiting and buying his time and other fighters want to get their opportunity. There's lots of people... In, in the number one spot, so I'm just joining a, a long queue, I suppose. Yeah, do you think Caleb Plant kind of highlighted the mould of why it could be a good thing to wait for Canelo in the sense that he didn't fight top, top opposition before fighting Canelo? Like, he didn't fight elite level opposition, you would say. He kind of held out for the Canelo payday, got like what, 10, 11 million, still considered in good high stocks. So can you, do you think people are looking at that model and thinking, probably best to fight good guys, but kind of bide my time a little bit, a.k.a. the likes of Benavides? I think for, for Plant, I think it was just perfect timing, really. Um, he obviously won the title um, at a good time. Um, he, he took a defence against, was it um, the German, wasn't it? And uh, it was a relatively easy defence, but took care of his mandatory. So um, he had that bit of time to wait and buy time and wait for, for the fight with um, Canelo after the Saunders fight. So... I think he was very, not, I wouldn't say lucky, but fortunate in the way things fell into place. And um, so the, it didn't work out financially. It was a high reward for him, but he, he took his licks on fight night and, uh, and took the beating that was dished out to him. Um, you come on here and said that you spoke to Eddie earlier. I mean, I didn't know this. I know we spoke yesterday. I was kind of thinking you'd potentially talk about a fight in the UK, but now you're saying in the US, it kind of, I don't know, switches the opposition I was thinking about. I know the Billy Joe return um, is not kind of 100%. I know that the options that rumoured Billy would be interested in was Chris Eubank, not going to happen now, um, and yourself. And I don't know, there's a big domestic fight with maybe Lerone Richards, which is in-house. So why is the US the right move for your next fight? Because I was just presuming you was going to come in and say like a big, another big UK one. Well, the thing, the thing is, there's a few, there's, the Irons are in a few fires. I mean, we've got, Good options, um, obviously, in the UK. Um, there's the likes of Billy Joe Saunders, Jerome Richards, Zach Parker. But just about the right moves for me now in my career. I mean, 34 this week, knocking on a bit. Um, just need to take the right fights at the right time and just um, do what's best for my career. So just going to work out this option that's in the States and, and see where we go. And hopefully it will be worthwhile and um, a good, meaningful fight. Yeah. Is there anything you can kind of give us in terms of opponent-wise or guys that are being put forward or is it just, look, wait, wait it out. It's going to be a good fight and we can expect something fairly fairly soon. Yeah, I think just, listen, if it's, if it's not announced within the next week or so, then it's probably not going to happen. But um, I'd like to hear about early next week just so I can get myself back into camp and, and start getting ready for this. And it feels like I've an age since I've been in camp now, since the uh, the Jacobs fight. So I'm looking to get back in. I've had a nice rest, but been ticking over and uh, not letting the grass grow under my feet. But I'm ready to attack camp now, 110%, and, and just really look to to what's next. All right, we'll look forward to it, what, uh, whatever it is, of course. Um, let's talk about Ben and Eubank, right? Uh, this is mental, and it's crazy that we're even hearing them names in such capacity together. 
without talking about Senior and Nigel. It's mental that we're hearing them. It's just just hearing the names together. Mad, isn't it? Well, Joe, you know what? It's, um, I suppose that's a bit of sweet, isn't it? I mean, obviously, I remember from the first round to the first time round with the dads fighting and whatnot. And um, just, uh, I suppose, that being around the time that I was enjoying boxing as a fan as, as a kid. So they was the big nights. Um, but now, I mean, yeah, to see Conor again against Chris Eubank Jr. will be mental. I mean, um, people watching it now be, won't even know about the, the history of the, the, the fathers and whatnot. But um, it's great. I think we're very lucky that not only we got to see the dads fight and have, have good fights with each other, um, that the two fighters are willing to to meet in the middle somewhere to make this happen, to continue that legacy. And uh, the, the, not say the beef, but the, um, the, the, the Ben Eubank legacy lives on that little bit longer. So, I mean, when's it going to stop? I mean, uh, I know Connor's got a son now and uh, Chris might have kids in the future, but I mean, when, when does it stop? And uh, will they get into boxing? So this might go on for another 30 years. Who knows? I know Connor is intent that Eli will never box. Um, you spent a lot of time around Connor, obviously, um, in in the gym and whatnot. Over the past, let's say, two years since he's hit kind of the stage where he's really flourished and become, I don't know, become more of that closer to world level fighter rather than the kind of early learning stage. Over the last couple of years, has he ever expressed any desire around the Eubank fight? Like, even when the name's been thrown around the gym, has it ever been something that he's always kind of gone? And I got excited about it in terms of it potentially happening. Like even like just in general gym conversation, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know that we've ever really like brought it up. I mean, I've, I think we've obviously seen that for a while Eubank was three weights above being at super middleweight and holding titles there. Then he's recently come back down to middleweight. So I don't think we ever really see it happening or really ever spoke about it. But I think like I think in the past Connor's mentioned it like later on down the line maybe he'd move up or whatnot but um I don't think we're talking about so soon but I think timing is great and I mean Connor's had great wins on his belt now against former world champion so I mean and and Eubank Jr's career has been pretty quiet as such lately um it's been a, quite a stop start the last couple of years from obviously COVID's not helped but I suppose the move to Roy Jones Jr. and whatnot. He's um he was unlucky with the Corabov fight as well, the way it went and the way it ended. But um and he came back with a good win against Liam Williams. But I think this is a, a great fight. I mean, something they can both really get their teeth into. A lot of needle. I'm sure the uh, the build up will be Oscar winning worthy. Um it's it's hard because you want the dads to be involved, but not to take the light off the, the, the two fighting. It's, it's hard. I mean, obviously, I've spent a lot of time around Nigel now and he's, he's in character and everyone loves what Cena brings to the table, but it's a fight of it's their sons now. They've got to take the limelight and really be at the forefront and, and just take the ball by the horns and show, and leave it all in the ring fight night. But um, I think it's great that the uh, the rivalry lives on and, and so, should it, so it should. We were having this chat yesterday briefly. Um, there's a lot of emphasis on the rehydration clause and kind of the nitty gritty stuff that could potentially be in the contract for the fight. Um, but I suppose that's to be expected. And it? Like everyone's enjoying the fact and kind of embracing the whole Ben Eubank thing already before we've had the announcement. But there is going to be a lot of emphasis placed on how it kind of works contractually with rehydration and weight. Like there's going to be a lot of that spoken about. 
Yeah, of course. And I mean, it's almost a shame because if the fight falls out of bed now, then fingers going to be pointed at whoever, whoever's kind of for putting this condition in and or Eubank for not abiding by it. So, I mean, if it, if it doesn't happen, a lot of fingers are going to get pointed and there's going to be like people to blame. But it shouldn't be about that. It's, um, it, listen, it's got the potential to be a great fight. I don't think Eubank Jr., puts on massive amounts of weight between fight night and weigh-in. So I don't think it should be an issue. And I think for the sake of the rivalry and the fan name, that I think they'll put that aside and um, get on with it and just agree to what they have to. In terms of overcoming the size difference, I suppose we can kind of relate it a little bit to um, when you fought Callum. Um, do you go into like a camp or even mentality-wise, is it kind of completely different when you're overcoming a bit of a size difference in a fight? in regards to when you're not, even if the fighter the same size as you is better than the fighter is bigger, is it kind of a different mentality you go into camp and fights with when someone has that size difference? Uh, no, no, I think we all, we all start camps and we all believe in Tony dishing out a game plan and, and know that it's going to work. Um, Tony's great at getting the sparring partners in and whatnot. But I mean, you look at Connor, Chris Algieri was quite a fair bit taller than Connor and um, he dealt with him pretty handily and I don't know if Eubank Jr. will be that much bigger, to be fair. I know there's obviously a slight height advantage, but I don't think he'll be as tall as Chris Algieri. But um, no, I'm sure Connor, Connor's used to being the smaller man on a lot of occasions. So I'm sure he'll he'll use that to his advantage and, and use his explosive power to, to help him. I know this is a question you're going to get asked loads in the build-up, um, and especially around fight week as well, but why in your eyes does Connor beat Chris? Well, listen, I can make an argument for Connor. I can make an argument for Chris. I mean, whoever whoever gets their game plan right. Um, I know Tony's bang on with his game plans um, to the T. So I'd always favour Connor. But I just believe that it's all right having this game plan in place, but you've got to go out and execute. And as long as both fighters don't let the occasion get the better of them, don't let their, their heart rule their head and use their brains then we're going to be in for an absolute treat but if this turns into a slugfest and Connor boxes to Chris's advantages then it's going to go wrong for him but I know Connor can stick to a game plan and I know Connor can, can execute it to perfection and he will come away victorious like you say with the Van Heerden fight and the Algeria fight there was no real needle there um, and obviously this fight there's a bit of, bit of history with the families and whatnot but I think Connor's too smart. I think so is Chris. I mean, they they know what's in the past and they know what's been before them, but they're their own men and they'll, they'll do things their own way. So I don't think it'll be a, a situation of them letting the emotions get the better of them. Um, I think they're both quite highly strong people, so they'll, they'll be on their A game and whatnot. I think the press conferences will be an absolute gem to watch. Um, and it's, it, But you're going to be in for a treat, I think. Yeah, mate, cannot wait. Fingers crossed it is signed. Like I said, if it's not, fingers will be pointed in it. That's just, that's just how it is, especially because we've heard so much about it now. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame as well. I mean, obviously, fights like this can't go under the radar now. You can't just um, announce it on, on press conference day and let it, let it build from there. People get whispers and then the fights build up to be made and much bigger than it already is when it's not even signed. So, I mean, there is a... Still things to be done, um, T's to be crossed and lowercase j's to be dotted. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, they're almost there, I believe. But listen, who who knows? Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.